Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship-caliber Buffalo Pro Sports Talk Show. Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online at BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I'm your boy, EZD, and joining me from the adult world, fresh out of his big boy job, done with the dirty elf, bold claim Ben, live and in adult living color. yeah. Does that mean I'm going to be coming on more often? Absolutely. You're around. You're here. I don't got to work around your football schedule and (laughs) try to get you on a Zoom call and shit. That's fair. Yeah, we're going to... We're going to drop this on the regular now. You and your brother can rotate a little bit more and take stress off everybody. Heck yeah. The only one I got to worry about getting on a Zoom call now is Austin and then whenever Taylor's around. Yeah. But, (laughs) hey, uh, do me a favor here. Put that mic in front of your face a little bit better. We're going to do that. Uh, Turn it more towards you. And we're going to do that. There we go. All right. We'll figure it out. (laughs) All right. So welcome to Hat Stats and Stats Podcast. We are a Buffalo, uh, sorry, I, I fuck this up every week. A championship caliber Buffalo Pro Sports Podcast. I, again, EZD, bold claim Ben sitting across me. We are here, we are doing it, and it is the best time of year. We are diving headlong into week one. It's football season, baby. It is baby. football season, baby. And, and the Buffalo Bills, as they did last year and as they did are doing again, doing it right, prime time Bills. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I walked out of the gym the other night, and just you could feel the you could feel the air. You know, it's football weather. You get that little tingle in your balls, that little pumpkin spice in your nose. Oh, it's yeah. time for some fucking football. Pumpkin smi- spice felt smells like Bills football, and I don't know I don't know why. We're here for it. I am here for it. Uh so week one. You know, if the if the Packers could stop sending their Hall of Fame bound quarterbacks to New Jersey. In our division, that would be awesome. I mean, hey, you know, all this means is that Aaron Rodgers in the next two seasons is going to become a Viking. It's it's just God's plan. Uh, it, it has to be at this <laughs> point, right? Like, how funny would that be that you spent the entire your entire biggest meme, like the entirety of your career, talking about like, hey, are we like is is he going to get out of Brett Favre's shadow? And I think he did. I, I think you know he definitely carved his own way. He won the same amount of Super Bowls, right? Right, and I mean he did. He did his own thing. I mean, MVP how many times, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. But then you follow suit and go to New York. Classic. <laughs> like, and, there's, just, and there were other teams that would have taken him, other teams that wanted him. And people are starting to talk up uh, Jordan Love that he might actually follow suit and be decent. I, Jury's I'm, still out on that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote the great philosopher Adam Sandler from his movie Wedding <laughs> Singer. And just say love stinks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all. That's all I got. I, right. I like. I will not be a believer until I see it. Uh, I've seen nothing from that dude that says he's yeah. the guy. Yeah. Uh, somebody. On, so last night I was on the NFL matchup madness show with our friends from the Play Caller Sports Network, and uh, lovely people. You know when they were when they were talking about this game, they said you know love has looked really good in the preseason, and my exact answer live in a comment on the show was. Nate Peterman looked great in the preseason months. Oh, my once. God, did he ever. Yeah, Nate Peterman won a starting job, legitimately won a starting job in Buffalo. Over Josh Allen. And A.J. McCarron. Yeah. And then, and then five <laughs> interceptions in week one later, that experiment was over. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had already shipped A.J. McCarron off. All that dude had to, had to do was wait a week. Like, all he had to yeah. do was wait a week. Nope, I want to go be a backup on the Raiders. Never mind. Yeah, go for it. Anyway. And that's where Peterman ended up. 
So Aaron Rodgers making his debut in the city adjacent to the Big Apple. Um, you know, it's not quite New York. And everyone always says the bright lights in New York. It's really the bright lights off the fumes of the oil and garbage it's, refineries it's of New Jersey. It's the bright lights beyond the bridge. Beyond yeah, East said Lincoln Tunnel. It's the, uh, the New Jersey version of the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> Jim Tan the, laundry the, the fumes. The light pollution in the corner of your eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that fleck in your eye, it's not, it's, it's not a star. It's probably something cancerous because you're in New Jersey. Buffalo Bills, the, still the only team in New York. Anyway, uh, this, he's an upgrade, right? Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, all, it's the only thing that they needed in terms of being a contender last year. Correct. Does that mean that they're going to be good this year? I don't know. I think they're the biggest freaking question mark ever. I think they're I think they're a huge question mark. I also think they're the biggest threat to the Bills. I I always like to point out uh I think the 2019 Cleveland Browns as soon as Odell went there and they started bringing in like Clowney and other guys, they're like, "Oh, holy crap, this team's going to win the Super Bowl." And they start calling them Super Bowl champs in the offseason. Right. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, you, you know, got you got a whole team that you got to mesh together, and especially with a new quarterback. I mean, granted, he's a Hall of Famer, and he's going to make your team better just on play skill ability and just and n- knowing a playbook. He's not going to make stupid mistakes, realistically, yeah. right? Like he's not going to come out and be. He's not going to do what the guys there, all the guys there did last year, and get confused by a defense and throw a pick. He may throw picks. But it's going to be because someone made a play, not because he misread the defense. You know, it's going to be a dude making a play. It's going to be someone dropping a ball. You know, and I thought about it. This is, I mean, they got they got a, a pretty solid wide receiver. Yeah. They got a pretty solid running game. They got two good running backs. Two good running backs. Uh, one of them was on pace to probably be not I'll only even, offensive rookie. Three. I like Michael Carter a lot. True. Yeah. And like, and when Michael Carter's your number three, you're probably in decent shape. Yeah. But the other two. Uh, one of them was on pace to probably not only be rookie of the year, but making a case for possibly MVP yeah. before he blew his knee out. And Dalvin Cook's the other one. Who had one off season last year. Right, and but still had a huge Ooh, house call against scary. Buffalo last year. And the only reason why he had off season last year is because, holy crap, Justin Jefferson is that guy, and he's getting all the targets. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> they, they, they decided to be an NFL football team and feed their receivers. Weird. It's almost um, like they should have done that with Diggs when he was there. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Buffalo does now. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, I like Robert Salah, too. And I was going to say that, yeah. This, this, for me, like, when, you, when I talk about a team that's the biggest threat to the Bills in the division, I don't believe in the circus in Miami. They have a ton of talent. But the, but the ringleader down there? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think... I think if we're talking about ceilings, the Jets have the highest ceiling. Oh, for sure. Of those three, by far. Um, and I think their floor is just like eight, eight, nine, which isn't awful for being the Jets. But like, in all, in other words, your floor is better than the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. You're congrats. The, 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 if the Patriots finish above the Jets, the Jets absolutely just got torpedoed by something. Yeah, they probably would have lost Aaron Rodgers. My my only concern for Rodgers, now last year he had a down year, right? Mm-hmm. And 
we look at these things and we say, okay, is that age catching up to him? He wasn't quite the dude he was. You know, he's pushing 40, right? Yeah. He might, he might even be 40. And we, we saw Drew Brees and Peyton Manning in their last season. Everyone's, I mean, Tom Brady slowed Even down. Tom Brady I was mean, not very good in his last season yeah, either. Yeah, you know, and usually it's not a thing where you have a down year and then you turn it up, right? Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see what that looks like. Because, I mean, and those guys all survived on a run, you know, basically tried to survive on a running game and the throws they needed to make. The, the difference being yeah. Peyton and Tom both won a Super Bowl in their second last season. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say the well, Jets. Well, Peyton in his last season. The Jets defense is very, very talented as and was. And well coached. As was the uh, the Bucks and Broncos with Rodgers. And, and both of them, and the, this team kind of resembles Manning. that. Yeah. You know, this the, these two teams, like this, this Jets team resembles that. You have a veteran quarterback on a fresh start. You have a stout defense. I mean, Sauce Gardner looks to be as advertised. A rotation of running backs that you can just feed the ball to. Right. And both, at least the top two have shown they can be a bell cow. Yeah. Solid receiving core. Not great, but solid. And the only difference, the main difference, is that offensive line's not very good. It depends if they're healthy. True. And that is the end-all and be-all, I feel like, for the Jets the last three seasons. Yes. And they have not... (laughs) Last year, their entire starting offensive line was IR on IR by the end of the season. Correct. Which is insane to me. But in all reality, they if Mackay Becton plays the whole year, if right, then maybe you're looking at a better season. I mean, this really is a whole, and and I think, and I said this last night, I think this whole game comes down to whose defensive line wins more, because both teams' biggest question mark. I mean, Rogers. Allen. In that Jets D-line. Personally, I take the younger of the two, but you can't discount Rodgers. I would reluctantly give you a push on the quarterback. I think the running back situation's par. I think James Cook, we're going to find out exactly who he is and what he can be. We saw glimpses of it in the preseason. We saw glimpses of it at the end of last year. Yeah. The other two guys behind him have both shown that they are Good NFL running backs. I'm excited about Damian Harris, man. I agree. That ex- dude's a rocket. I, I I was really surprised that just the Patriots let him go, but yeah. that's just the Patriot way. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way yeah. out. And I'm cool with that because I, I was really excited when he came our way. And I also really like um, – why I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Latavius Murray. Yeah, Latavius Murray. Yeah. No, and I haven't all, watched a lot of preseason. Again, all, like, all three of them – I think James Cook can be, can be that guy. I think he can be him. Latavius Murray's also somewhat very productive at an old, uh, again, as an older running back. Again, both of them have shown to be very productive in uh, up until last year. Yeah, I think I think Murray got a little banged up. He but. did, but he also has the most touchdowns uh, behind like Christian McCaffrey among active running backs. Right. Cool. Like, yeah. No kidding. Like <laughs> dude, a dude with the nose for the end zone. We got a, a guy He's who can huge. We got a dude who can hit a home run. Be the be the guy out of the backfield. I didn't even realize how big he oh, was. Oh, he's a bowling ball. Yeah. Uh, receiving core, I give the edge to the Bills. Uh, yeah. And I I think the number ones Diggs is easily. There's not many number ones that Diggs isn't at least as good as, if not better than. He's better than Wilson. Agreed. Uh, I would take Davis over Lazard. Over Lazard, I would take. 
anybody we put in the slot for the most part over Randall Cobb just because he's old. Randall Cobb five years ago, different story. Not anymore. Yeah, it's not 2017 anymore. Uh, they just had their other their other main receiver, who was supposed to be one of their main guys, retired. Just not quite halftime retired, but no, not quite. Uh, the hell was his name? Couldn't get through camp. Yeah, just didn't. Just imagine didn't. not going through camp all the way. Weird. Yeah. Feel it. Listen, what you did is different. <laughs> what you did is different. But uh, no, I mean, had to make a joke. About I, <laughs> I I really think the Bills' receiving room is is actually more substantially better than I than than you'd think. Again, yeah. I, I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys who are just sitting on the back of our wide receiver room who can put up numbers. Uh, Trent Sherfield, like I, I still really like him as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is the preseason coming out in me, and I'm just like hyping up these guys that are getting preseason reps. Kind of like, uh, who was the guy last year? He played for Commanders, Jets, and then came to us, and then Crowder. Crowder. I was hyping him up a lot. So, I mean, all right, again, not many people are better than Stefan Diggs. No. That is a very short list. Uh, Gabe Davis is better than Lazard, hands down, bar none. Between Shakir, Hardy, and Shurfield, I think think they're all better than anything the slot has to offer. Oh, and that doesn't doesn't take into consideration... Kincaid, who is listed as our number two tight end, but you know damn well he's going to be lined up in the slot. Yep. Like, and I'm hoping to see a lot of a lot of use out of him. Every single league that I've been a part of for fantasy, Dude, he, he's, he's going, going he's early, going really early. He's going probably second to third tight end. Yeah, yeah, because he's going to be used like a wide receiver, yeah. and you get to line him up at tight end. And is it because I play in a lot of leagues that have Buffalo people? Probably, but I, think I mean, I, I play in leagues that. Don't that that actively have people who don't like the Bills that are doing the same thing? Yeah, because they just think this dude's going to be used as a Travis Kelsey. Yes, so you're going to be able to you're going to be able to get wide receiver points out of a tight end, and some leagues have it set up where your tight ends actually score more more points for the same production. So, um, yeah, I mean the defensive line. I think I have to give an edge to to the Jets. They got a sweet defensive line. Yeah, absolutely they do. But our like ours is no slouch. You know, it's. I'm also I'm excited to win healthy. I'm, and, I'm excited. And that's, that's that's the same thing that I was arguing with the Jets' right. offensive line. When we have a healthy defensive line, we're good. But when we're throwing rotational guys in, in a divisional game, and we're like, why aren't we getting to the quarterback? Well, and part of that is I th- like, and that we're going to get to the the X factor on this, in my opinion. But I mean, Greg Rousseau doesn't suck. Eddie O we have has shown he can play really well. Um, when your other four D tackles are Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle, and Puna Ford, you're probably doing okay. Chilling with Puna. Yeah, P- Puna Ford being your third string. Okay, I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to see Leonard Floyd yeah. coming off the edge. Um, I love that we still have AJ Epinesa. I, people don't give him a lot of credit because he doesn't show up on stat sheets. But I like the dude. It's because you watch football. No shit. <laughs> Weird. But he wa- watches actual football. He's exactly what he was told to be. He's a run-stopping defensive end. Yeah. He, he so uses he's power rush moves and 
because he lost a little bit of weight, they're not as effective as he was in college because he's also going against NFL offensive line. Like like big motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we don't really have a middle linebacker yet. That's yeah, a little concerning. I have to give the the linebacker edge to the Jets. We did sign Christian Kirksey, but he's still on our practice squad. Correct. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a move along the way somewhere here. Kind of learn the defense first before yeah. we... Like Chuck spent, you in week spent, one. Spent a few weeks learning, knowing. Because um, we cut ties of Klein, right? Yes, Klein is gone. For the fifth time. Uh, so we actually don't have a third-string middle linebacker listed. Yeah. Uh, we've got Terrell Bernard is actually listed as a starter. Okay, who I, got, I like that. Who got no reps in the preseason because he was banged up. But I'm okay with that. I'd rather have that than our I agree. other options. I agree. Uh, Dodson's not it, and Matt Matkovich is a special teamer. Exactly. Yeah, you know, he's a specs guy. So I I can see that being a thing. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you don't see like I think Jonathan Kingsley, our third string, technically our fifth D end, is probably first man out when Vaughn comes back. This this season also I feel like tells us a lot about what kind of player Tremaine Edmonds was. Correct. This this season we will know who who he was for us. Was he actually a guy who was making a lot of tackles, or was it just Matt Milano? I I think what we're where we're gonna him. I think where we're gonna miss him is the coverage aspect of it. Just because he's just so freaking tall. Yeah, he's just so long. Yeah, you know, and he and he plays quick north and or east and west. Yeah. You know, he. I mean, we saw it in in the preseason. There were times you know Dodson was in a great spot. He just wasn't quite big enough to deter a pass over the middle, and the ball went over his fingertips. Yep. And you're like, oh, that <laughs> that that might hit Trey in the face. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's probably a two-handed interception just above the crown of his helmet. Like, and you know, Dodson missed it, and like that—that's the thing I think that people, you know, it, it's that I don't. I watch football and I read the stat sheets, and Edmonds isn't that good. But I think he deterred people from the middle of the field quite a bit because he's so damn big. Windows are closing or not open as soon as they should be because of his athletic ability. Be interested to see how that works. And you know, I, I like Kirksey. His biggest thing his entire career is he should have been. I mean, that dude should have been in a conversation with like a, like an Alcoon mm-hmm. or a Fred Warner. Like he's like that's how he was advertised coming out of out of the draft. And I know that because I drafted him in an IDP league. <laughs> And he can't stay on the goddamn field. No, he gets but he keeps he keeps finding homes, and he comes and he starts. Yeah, he's he's a dude that he was hurt. He wasn't coming back in time, they, so they like a team cut him. And midway through the season, someone picks him up. Within a week and a half, he's starting. He's playing. He's racking tackles. He's the Case Keenum of linebackers. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> like he may as well be. He just you know he every year he finds a home. He stays there for a year or two, and then he moves on and he finds another home. Like, that's and the, and the fact that the Texans cut him is shocking. Yeah, they have, they need a lot of help. A lot of help. And that's a dude you feel like probably help him. Anyway, but uh, I, I do, I give the, I give the, the linebacking edge to the Jets because, just because of the question marks. Matt Milano's elite, but. Yeah. Um, I think Mosley's overrated as hell. I think CJ Mosley, year one through three, 
is as advertised. Yeah, and then he went to New York and got hurt. He, was he also one He got of, drafted by New York. He was a Raven. Not only he was. He was a Raven first, and then he Bold went to claim the, Ben. He went to the Jets, um, and I want to say he either had, like, the co- – I think he was one of the COVID exceptions where he didn't play um, and then got hurt after that, and then I think Lashy was, like, one of his first seasons playing for the Jets. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Yep. God damn. He was a Raven pr- first. He was a Raven first. I'm proud of you. I thought you were dropping a uh, – <laughs> I really thought you were dropping a bold claim on me there. Uh, my bad. I'm, I'm <laughs> growing up a little. No, you're not. I, 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 yeah, technically you are. You don't have lines shaved on the side of your head right now. That's fair. <laughs> That's because uh, my main man, Gene, fixed me. Rotten Jack. Shout out to the commonly debaucherous one. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, Jameen Shearwood, C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams versus... Matt Milano. Milano and... Matt Milano. Terrell Bernard. <laughs> and, le- and let's be honest, there's a decent... Cha- like my assumption is by the end of the year, that might be Dorian Williams. Yeah. I'm actually a little upset that they did, didn't try to like... They also said they were going to try to use Rap more as a linebacker too, right? Yeah, he, uh, so Rap is kind of playing like that weird hybrid role where he's... like So he's Poyer's backup, but they kind of shuck him into... Like a big nickel look, big nickel dime sets as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, like to so when you have a dime set out there and you got Teron Johnson and him as your as Dude, your slot corners. I just think be, being a Super Bowl contender, like you get away with stupid free agent signings that just go under the radar. Like right, like, like rap who should be starting. Like rap Leonard Floyd or uh, our two running backup running backs. Like that doesn't happen. If you're not the Bills or Kansas City, like, like let's let's talk about okay, you get a team in third and twenty, and yeah. Vaughn is healthy, and all of a sudden you got Leonard Floyd and Von Miller coming off the edge with Groot and Eddie O coming up the middle. Yep, fuck off. Yeah, that's not great. No, no, that's tough for anybody. And I actually, I, I'm actually a little mad that we traded Boogie because Boogie in that spot instead of Eddie O, I think is a better look for that NASCAR style yeah. pass rush. Uh, I give our cor- I give our secondary uh, the nod over the Jets. We have the best secondary in the league when healthy. I'm going to keep on saying when healthy. We have not had all of our guys healthy since, what, 2020, 2021? Uh, yeah, because we, the, despite been, the fact that they started really well last year, Trey was still out. Trey was out, and then Micah went down, like, week two. Uh, four. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Poyer's been Poyer, on and I, off. I, like Poyer was twelve and zero last year until the playoffs. Yeah. Like, um, but I mean, so you, you you read through this: Johnson, White, Bedford, Poyer, Hyde. Yeah. And then on the other side, you got Michael Carter, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Jordan Whitehead, Tony Adams. That's a great DB battle. I mean, it, it's it's they, clo- it's they, close. They got a really good DB. Right? Yeah, it's it's close for sure. I, I give it to the Bills on, I mean, really simple merit. I I was going to say that, yeah. I mean, what's better to go against a veteran quarterback than with a veteran secondary? Veteran secondary who has proven that they still have it. Like Right. I haven't seen 
any ounce of give from our safeties in like re- recession. So and I and I, I do have to correct myself. McCall Hardman is technically listed as the third receiver, along with Irvin Charles. Sure. Are the, are the two are the two backups. Um, I also give straight up. I give Dawson Knox the nod over Ty Conklin. Yeah, without question. Well, they don't use it well. To be fair, they didn't. To be foul. To be fair. To be foul. They didn't use their tight ends last year. Now we got Aaron Rodgers, and he is known to like uh, a tight end every. Yeah, once but in a while. Ty, but is Ty Conklin? A no. Guy? Right. Like <laughs> no. He doesn't have that tight end that he can rely on, and I mean, he made a career of it. They got. Uh, you want to talk? I mean, you want to talk about shadowing Brett Favre's career? Yeah. I mean, who was who is that big some bitch that Brett Favre lived and died with? Was that Bubba Franks? Yeah. Yeah, like. Um, they still got um, C.J. Uzma, right? Or did he no, go somewhere? He's else? gone. Their tight end room is Ty Conklin, Jeremy Ruckert, and Zach Kuntz. <laughs> sure. Yeah, whoever that is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is... It's going to be a good game, man. And here's the thing. I think Aaron Rodgers is walking in saying, I got to see the Bills defense last year with Green Bay. Except it's a different defense. A Aaron, lot of the people might be the same. Aaron Rodgers confirmed not good against the Bills. Never has been. I mean, and you, like we talk about this, Sean Mc, this is Sean McDermott's defense. This isn't Leslie Frazier with yeah. Sean McDermott's personnel. So we're expecting a little bit more aggression. Yeah, I, I, I'm expecting some razzmatazz. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting some shucking, some jiving. I'm, I'm expecting a, a hot pepper in the chili here. We're going to bring the heat. Right, and it's not going to be a straight four and drop into a cover two shell, because guess who's going to pick that apart? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and every quarterback that's fifteen or better in the league. You drop into yeah. a cover two shell, and you don't get home with your front four. And I think I think Frazier relied on that way too much last year. I think he relied on just a straight four man rush. We're going to hit home with a better defensive line. Right, with Vaughn out with, you know, guys, I mean because Sha- it was it, Shaq Lawson starting by it, the end. It of was year. like Shaq Lawson, Epinesa, Boogie and like Eddie O was still a little bit healthy. And yeah, we and we threw that in for one play and it was like, yeah, no wonder why we're not getting to the quarterback. Right. Which is why I think they, you know, the upgrade with uh with Leonard Floyd was was big over In all reality, like those guys aren't awful at rushing the passer but when you're putting that them in for like 25 reps yeah no it, you know it's one of those things when when they're coming in fresh against an offensive line that's, that's been hauling ass all game dog shit tired yeah like that's a different look but when they're your starters and the dudes coming in behind them are worse that's not so what we're you not want. we're not even putting in our guys who like are our technical third stringers, right? Because at that point they're really not they're like practice squad guys. No, I mean, and it's yeah. you know we we were watching dudes last year that were like, oh, I forgot he was on the team by the end of the year because <laughs> yeah. because we do run that heavy rotation and that didn't change when dudes went down. Yep, you know it wasn't like a hey, it's first down. You're more of a run stopper. Give him a spell. It's like. Nope, wholesale change. Three out of the four, you move. Let's go. Like, you know, if these dudes stay healthy, we're going to be okay. Yep. I'm I'm hoping that we we fill the run better than we looked like we did in the preseason. I mean that that Pittsburgh game was ugly, just ugly across the board. It's a dub. But <laughs> not on our first string was. <laughs> no, no, that was ugly. 
And that was the first time I feel like we have not been able to block TJ Watt, which is crazy because also known person player who is not good against the Bills, TJ Watt. Yeah, and for all the shit that Spencer Brown gets, he has done really well against him in the past. Yeah. Um I and Spencer Brown, I I'm intrigued to see what this looks like this year. Now it looked like we were struggling with some calls, some cover, like just just sliding protection stuff like that, which when all but really like your what, both tackles and your center are mm-hmm. returning, the other the two guards are fresh this year. Right? Yeah, right. we replaced center yeah. uh, guards because we got yeah, McGovern and Torrance. Yep. Excited so, about Torrance. Yeah. Really excited. Yeah, and like and the dude steps in and he's in charge of your silent count as a rookie. Yeah. Like so you know, just a lot of different things going on there. Hopefully since then we've got to figure it figured out it looked much better against the Bears. Now the Bears not equal to no. or greater than the Steelers. No. However, um, you know, that's one of those things you look at that and you say, Okay, we should have that sorted out by now. Right. Yeah. I I'm hoping, I am hopeful that Spencer Brown turns it around. I will be a Spencer Brown mark until we finally say no, he's done. Like it's over. Because here's the thing. It is easy to shit on people, right? Mm-hmm. I, I say it all the time. It is easy to predict doom. Why? Because only one team wins the Super Bowl. So you can sit here and say till you're blue in the face how bad your team is and Listen, they could make it to the Super Bowl and lose, and you get to see, fuck, I told you so, we didn't win. I told you we weren't going to fucking win because we're not fucking good enough. <laughs> and here's all the reasons why. But. And his name is Deion Dawkins. <laughs> uh, senior leaning grab. You already, yeah, you already I, know. That, I think that's my biggest thing. I don't think our offensive line is going to be completely fixed until Deion Dawkins is gone. But he won't because he's a staple. He's a captain. Like, I might be the only person who just really doesn't like him. I don't like what I see. I just want to, I want him to move his feet. Just move your feet. Just, yeah. Just move your feet. Doc, if you can hear me, just move your feet. I think when you got one-on-ones on the outside and one side's Brown, one side's Dawkins, like one side's going to give up eventually on a play. And most of the time, it's really Dawkins. Doc, I don't understand what – because they don't watch football. People don't watch football. They just see – his personality, and they're like, oh, I love Dawkins. And it's like, ah, I don't, he is not, especially in the past game, he just... The, the issue is, he's lock. not he's not significantly better than Spencer Brown, and that's not because Spencer Brown has been really, really good. And that's an issue, right? Because Spencer Brown's, yeah. like, and he's taking a lot of crap. Now, I did see a few things, like, you know, where people looked and, like, in that Pittsburgh game, Josh was bailing out of the pocket early. You could It was very much a don't stand in, don't get hit, don't run the ball. Yeah. And, and you saw it, right? You know, yeah. like there were times in games normally he would stand in there and another second and a half, the ball's out and okay, it came out, it got completed, it didn't complete, whatever, but he stood in the pocket. Yeah, it was preseason. In preseason, he was like, nope, uh, getting a little close, I'm out. And it made the rush look better than it was. There were times the rush held up, and Josh tried to vacate the pocket, and the rush looked bad, or the the protection looked bad because of it. And you could see that on video if you actually watch the football game and watch what happens. I mean, I said it while we were watching the game. Like, Josh is bailing early. Josh is playing, please don't hit me football. Yeah. And you saw it on a play where he did take off. His instincts took over. He went upfield. He went over the line. And then he doubled back, and he finally went, fuck it, and went down. 
in a play that I held my breath on the whole time. <laughs> but, like, I mean, you watch this, like, you have to hope that these dudes do well. You have to hope that Doc moves his feet. You have to hope that Spencer Brown turns into the tackle we hoped he would turn into this year. Because I would like to remind everyone listening, Spencer Brown was a third-round project pick. Yeah. He was not meant to start his rookie season. It would help to have, uh, well, who, who was that? Uh, not, not Tommy Sweeney. Who, who, who was our boy that got hurt? Oh, uh, Doyle. Tom, Doyle. Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle. Yeah, dude, I feel fucking terrible yeah, for Tommy Doyle. Sucks, Holy man. shit. Because and, he, like the other fucking knee. Because he would have been our, what, fifth string project that only, he probably could have started? I mean, he, he would have, he probably would have logged fifth decent round. time. Like we, so uh, we picked up Jermaine Effetti. Sure. He is the he is Spencer Brown's current backup uh, because Doyle went down. So here I mean, here's our backups. We got Van, Vandemark at left tackle, Dave Edwards at guard, Ryan Bates at center, Alec Anderson at guard, and Jermaine Effetti at the other tackle. So it's Ryan Bates. I mean. The, the, the classic, we got a guy hurt. We're putting Bates at center, moving, uh, moving Morris to guard, and then figuring it out from there no i i think i think bates is your is your swing guard center like if so if mcgovern yeah. goes down bates goes in if torrance goes down bates goes in at guard i don't mind if, bates and then if morse goes down he can go in at center also <laughs> i liked bates better than some of the guards that we've had in, in the past years I, I agree um i'm hoping that our offensive line is not the problem that i've seen on twitter that it is <laughs> my biggest question mark here uh Deontay Hardy has been listed is listed as our both punt and kick returner, and I was not overtly impressed with that in the preseason. That's going to be something that we're probably going to address next season. I mean, obviously that was supposed to be Naeem Himes. Yeah. But that didn't work out because of a skidoo. And we also lost McKenzie because we didn't think we were going to need a guy to return. Uh, I mean, we let we let McKenzie go because we were because we had Hines and well, and he, he got outplayed by Hines, and yep. he didn't do enough as a receiver to stick around. Exactly. Like so, if his, he would his if, production is easily matched by someone else. Correct. And now the issue is like now we don't have him or Hines, and you're like, eh, shit. But you know who know who knows? Hardy may surprise. Yeah. It just didn't look great in the preseason, and who knows? That could be because we just didn't have the right people running specs. Yep. So it is what it is. Uh, the big thing here, I, first, I love Robert Salah. Like, he's the type of dude that I, I hear him talk and I watch him coach, and I'm like, I want to play for you. Him and, as, much as, I, as much as I feel like that about McDermott. Yep. Uh, I also felt that same way about Brian Flores. Correct. Yep. Correct. And I think... Uh, I those, do, those big, bulky wrestling dudes, man, that like... Yeah, Robert Salah looks like he... <laughs> fucking throw you in a spladel for the win right? in the national title. I mean, hey, whatever. So something about like those those fit NFL coaches that like I'm like, all right, you kind of get it. Like Rex Ryan, I'm like, okay. He, so Re- you're, you're Rex, just you're just here for the schemes. Re- Rex Ryan for me is Paul Heyman. If you're, <laughs> Yo, if, if yeah. you're a wrestling fan, yeah, I know who Paul Heyman is. He's Paul Heyman. Yeah. He's Paulie dangerously. Wow. Like. A lot of talk. A lot, like, he, he's the mouthpiece. Yeah. Right? He's, you know, and, and what, did he, what did he do? The Bills brought him in as a head coach, and he was a hype guy. We're going to build a bully. Uh, we had the number seven defense in the league last year. We're going to be number one, and it's not going to be close. We made a practice squad, a, uh, practice squad guy a captain because he punched Geno Smith in the face. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, that is that, that to me, I hear and I see 
<laughs> like looking back, I hear and see Rex Ryan talking, and I just hear, "Yes, my tribal chief. Whatever you say, my tribal chief." <laughs> Paul Heyman talking to Roman Reigns, or the reigning, defending Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Easy, Paul. Calm down. You're gonna have a heart attack in the damn ring. And like that's how I felt about like looking back. That's how I feel about Rex Ryan. But I look at other dudes in the league, right? I look at Mike McDaniel. I can't stand the dude. And I will talk shit about him every single week. One, because he risked a dude's life. As soon as that happened, I'm like, so he's getting fired, right? He should be in jail. And and, and here's my beef. Here's my beef with this dude. You can be a smartass. You can be a quirky little fucking nerd. Because that's what he is. He's a quirky little fucking nerd. Mike McDaniel, I hope somebody plays this soundbite for you. Some... Washed up, has been, never was with a podcast in Buffalo. You are a fucking nerd. And you can be that nerd. But at some point, the joke has to stop. And we got to be serious. And we got to be, and we got to be serious. And we got to take, take accountability for uh, when shit goes wrong. Correct. That would be relatively nice. You know? You'd think, right? Yeah. And, okay, so... He walks around in a shirt. I wish it were colder. Because they they were in their indoor facility with the air conditioning on. Guess what, bro? <laughs> it ain't close, right? That ain't close to a Buffalo winter day. Your quarterback very blatantly got concussed. And someone, a lot of someones, didn't do their job and let him go back out there. And then, four days later, he Damn near had a fucking seizure on the fucking ground because he hit his head again. Oh, but don't worry. They gave him two weeks off. And then then he got one again. And and the joke, he was joking. I mean, we watched until until the Hamlin incident, one of the scariest things I've seen on a live NFL football game, when a dude hits his head and he has that rigid, like, raptor arm. Yeah, like... I, I remember watching that game in my living room with Rotten Jack because like, he's dude, a Bengals fan. Yeah, I was like, dude, this his career's done. Yeah, I was like, that's it. Tua's not playing football no more. Yeah. Tua might be getting coloring books for Christmas for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how bad I thought that was. And after the game, he's like, oh, yeah, he was in the tunnel. He was calling for me. He wanted to know, like, uh, if we if we gained... You know, if if we got a first down on the play, and you know we're, you know he he's he's at the you know we're, we got worried he's at the hospital, he got checked out, he's fine, he's gonna be on the flight home with us. First off, well, he had the football in his fucking hand, and he wanted to know if he got a first down. He had no idea what was going on. He was calling for my name. He was calling. He was calling my name. Yeah, because he didn't know where the fuck he was. <laughs> he may have he, he may have well he might have been just saying John Madden at that point. Like, power O, play action power O. Come on, fucker. And then you're going to take a dude who had a concussion and put him on an airplane. Yeah, that's wild. I, I don't know much. I'm not a doctor. I've played one a few times in my life. <laughs> you can take that how you will. But I do know from my extensive coaching career, you're not supposed to put people in direct light. You're not supposed to let them sleep. And you're not supposed to put them on a plane. When their brain is basically jam. Yeah, let's just go put him in a, uh, a confined, air-pressured space with a, bl- low, a bruised brain. Low oxygen level. Like, 
And then he goes sure. out. Then he goes out two weeks later, gets concussed again, which realistically three in a season, you, like there should be a mandatory. Luke Keekley retired right after three in a season. He right. said, I'm done. Yeah. He said, I value my life. I want to remember my kids' names in five years. Yep. And like, and here's Tua. What, and what, it, what, it, like, so Tua comes out and says, I took jujitsu to learn how to fall. It doesn't fucking matter. No. Like, you can learn how to fall all you want. Football is not a controlled environment. Ex- like, it's when, literally not. When you're sparring jujitsu, and again, okay, so here's, we like to talk from, from a point of, of knowledge on this show. We are jackasses. We are obnoxious. We claim things boldly. But we also have a very distinct amount of fairly high-level playing and coaching experience a lot, amongst a lot of sports between the five of us. I trained martial arts my entire fucking life. I know what he was taught as as far as the, the the learn to fall thing, right? Like how to how to like, but that's when you're being thrown in a drill to like control yourself when the guy is doing the thing to you that you are practicing. He's gonna break his arm. Like you're either gonna break your arm because you like there's no way you learned it enough in one summer for it to become second nature and to do it right. And two, again. If you're standing in there and you're going to throw, and as you're going to throw, you get hit, you're not going to be able to brace for impact. Also, we're, we're talking about, like, jujitsu, right? Like, how, how much do you think he weighs? Like, he's, like, what, two, 220, 240? No, probably no, less than that. No, Anyways, th- there's a special thing in mixed martial arts called... Weight uh, classes. Weight classes. For a fucking reason. You're telling me a nose guard? 227. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't too no, far you off. Were, you weren't too far off. Yeah. Um, you're telling me a nose guard absolutely just killing him isn't going <laughs> to change how that looks? I mean, here's, here's a perfect example. Von Miller's 250. Yeah. In, mo- like in mo- like most MMA weight classes, most jiu-jitsu weight classes are 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah. Like a range of 10 to 15. Crap. When and, Milano hit him, that's a weight class difference because I guarantee Milano's Mil- probably around the same. And like, and Milano barely touched him. Yeah. No, okay. Probably should have been a roughing the passer call. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> but again. I'll admit that. <laughs> but again, he touched him so softly that he, and like, that he, like, the way he went down felt weird. And, and you, did, you think that it has didn't to do Tua like snap his femur in college too? I was gonna too? say, didn't it, is it isn't it something to do with like his hip or like femur? It's got to be. Like, I mean, it was just like weird. that's got to fuck with your balance a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, you've you've had surgeries, you've had broken bones and stuff like yeah. that. Like, do you come back exactly the same after that? Not, no, never a hundred percent. No, you can get to ninety, ninety-five. You can come close. And again, I mean, when we're talking about a dude who's like, you know, got the world, got world class, everything taken care of him. But still, I don't know. I don't know how we got on this tangent about two and the Dolphins, but fucking McDaniel's a jackass. He's a fucking nerd. And I hate him. And I mean, I hope Tua doesn't die on the field. Like, like, and that's it's bad. It's bad that that's a joke. Yeah, because we watched a dude die on the field last year. Uh, Ceiling ceiling for them. Honestly, I'm like 13 wins. Yeah. Like when when two is healthy and when their team is good, they're good. But I I don't expect a lot from them because one you gotta keep him in the game. 
You got you got to keep Tua healthy. The, the biggest thing for me is that that team clicked a lot last year, right? I mean, they had a lot going for them last year, and I don't think they did anything in the off season, did they? Not really. Okay, so you're telling me you have Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, you're telling me. Okay, well he's also hurt too. Right. So you're telling me you have an entire season of film on this team now, and you don't do anything to get better. I mean, you have a whole year. Like you have every week we that you have played. The, we saw that with the Bills when we didn't do anything in the off season, and all of a sudden teams are like, "Hey, we know how to stop you now." I mean, like it, one or two moves is a game changer. That's why I'm so pumped about Kincaid because how do you plan to stop that? Because our offense will not be the same as it was last year. I mean, I would fucking hope so. Holy shit. Yeah. I'd be so mad. Where the fuck is that game? So I'm trying to look up. Did the Dolphins not play week one last year? Uh, Was there a hurricane? I don't think so. Sometimes Bill, that's sometimes that's an issue. Is Bills, Rams, Eagles, Lions, Niners, Bears, Steelers, Bengals, Patriots. Oh, Patriots. Okay, so they beat up on the Patriots twenty to seven. Because I do know in the past sometimes like Tampa or Miami takes a bye week one because it's a hurricane. They were in a dog fight with the Ravens forty two to thirty eight. They beat the Bills twenty one nineteen in. And again, okay, the fact that you like Dolphins fans will sit here and try to say that the heat in that game did not play a factor is dog shit. Like the fact that guys that that are in like it's just as much I, as the Isaiah, cold being a Isaiah factor McKenzie. For them. The, yeah. the the difference being both teams played in the same elements in the cold. Correct, and there's a thirty degree difference between and sidelines. The there. difference is they got to have heaters where we were not allowed to have anything to cool us down because. The away team can't have anything. The home team doesn't. And they Correct. already knew that they were going to be fine, but we weren't. Right. So they, we couldn't put any kind of shade up or anything because they, they had two dudes with fucking. We weren't the only team with this issue, too. The no. Vikings had the same issue last year. And the but, Vikings fans were pissed about it, too. Rightfully so. But here's the thing. So it took all of that for a 21-19 to 19 game. A dude from Miami in, in Isaiah McKenzie had two hydration IVs in at halftime. Two. Yeah. One in each arm. Like, fucking shoot me up, Johnny. <laughs> uh, then the Bengals game when Tua got hurt. So there's four weeks right there, four, three and a half weeks where you have tape on Tua. Then he came back for what, like two weeks? And he got hurt again? Or was it just the one? Um, like part of a game? He came back, I believe. What, what were the teams? I don't know. I put it away. Oh, okay. I'm, it's it's not going to be like worth the, uh, Yeah, I thought it was like the Jets or Raiders or something. But it was We're one good. of the f- the funniest things ever because the defensive lineman just, like, grabbed his legs. And then, like, he fell backwards and just his head just bounced right off the turf. Maybe that. Maybe that will be the actual jujitsu helping him, but the other two weren't. No. <laughs> no. And but the, that, and one, that one was like, dude, I can't believe that you just felt like that. That was embarrassing. Yes. And that's one of those things, too, that, like, uh, you, there's there's film on this offense and what McDaniel's trying to do. McDaniel is not a new play caller, so people know what he's trying to do. This is just him having the best talent around a quarterback to do those things. Yeah. Again. He's very much Kyle Shanahan. He's, he's going to have um, 
he's going to have running backs to spare that really don't mean that much. They're going to run the ball. The difference is between San Fran and well, what's uh, the Falcons, this receiving core is pretty damn good. Agreed. Even if they as, don't as have long, a three. As, 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 long, as long as two is in the game. Yep. Because Jalen Waddle is a two is gross. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Um, it's, and it's going to be interesting. Like, I mean, the Chargers are no slouch. They got better on defense across the board. I think the Ravens got better. I mean, I'm talking about game one, Dolphins oh, Chargers. Yeah. Like, I thought you were just going across the AFC. No. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like that is the first opponent. That is a, a Sunday 430 game. It's going to be a good one. Uh, so who, who you got taking the Bills game? <laughs> the Bills. What do, what do you got for a score? For score, ooh, uh, let's go with like a 34-24. Okay, I'm going to go. We're going to go with like a, a garbage time touchdown at the end. I'm going to go 27-20 for the Bills. I'm not going to quite give them 35 or 34 because that defense is stout. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that the new look Jets put up that much, put up that much against yeah. us. Um. All right, other interesting games. We we got to talk about the first one. Tomorrow night, tonight if you're listening on Thursday, Lions-Chiefs. The big news there is uh, Travis Kelsey not playing. Also big news, Nate doesn't think it's going to be a great game. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm in on the Lions. I think the Lions, win, I think the Lions win the division, uh, and I think it's because the rest of the division got worse. That's going to open the door for them. And you never know what the Vikings are going to do. Yeah, the Vikings used all their luck last year. Yep. Like, the amount of things that happened last year for for that to be a thing and for them to win the amount of games that they won the way they won those games, no, not going to happen. The Lions are going to take the division. This game might be really, really good. Uh, that Lions, That Lions team looks like they play like this. I mean, you want to talk about a coach I'd run through the wall for. Oh, yeah, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, all day. Yeah. All day. This is also a Chiefs team without Chris Jones as well. Correct. So you you don't have your probably probably if not one of your best defenders on the field. I I think he's and, been their best defender for years. And he is a staple to their defense. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do without Kelsey because Kelsey is a matchup nightmare, and without him, that offense doesn't look so scary. Yeah, like a lot of people were like, "Oh, what are they going to do without Tyreek Hill?" And then it kind of just became. Okay, we're just going to give the ball to Travis Kelsey then. This is so. This is Pat, so, so this now. Be Mahomes' first game without the, either one of them on the field. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say. So now what? You don't have Tyreek. You don't have Travis Kelsey. You yeah, got, you got Isaiah Pacheco in the backfield. Yeah. You don't. They don't even have uh, McCole Hardman anymore. Nope. Nope. Well, they got like Sky Moore. I'm not wasting my time to pull to pull that up. Or we're, we're running <laughs> out of daylight here. Um, Another big one. This is going to be a heavyweight fight. This is going to be an absolute slugfest at 1 o'clock. The Niners and the Steelers. Uh, the Niners, I think, are going to be as good as they were last year. I think, as long as Brock Purdy can throw. Which I think he can. Who they, they got Sam Darnold as a backup. I believe so, yeah. I don't, I don't think it matters who plays quarterback there. No, I think the system just works. Yeah, you just give the ball to CMC and play defense. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, I mean, the Steelers... They, I mean, this preseason, again, it's just preseason. Nate Peterman looked like a world beater in preseason. But the Steelers look like they could be a wagon. It's just the AFC. The AFC is 
Stacked. So good. Stacked. And the NFC is so bad other than, like, the, the 49ers East. and the Chiefs. Uh, like. And maybe the, the Giants. The, the Chiefs are in the AFC. Sorry, my bad. I meant 49ers and the Eagles. I mean, it's the 49ers and the NFC East. Minus the Commanders. Yeah. Because the Giants are going to be solid. The Eagles are going to be solid. The Cowboys are going to be solid. Cowboys are always in contention, no matter how bad that contention is. But, I mean, is. this is going to be like an old-school heavyweight fight. These are two teams that are built to run the football and play fucking defense. And they both have guys that can sling it a little bit, maybe. And they have solid receiving cores. I mean, this is this is the sophomore season for Pickett. I mean, how many... How many guys have we seen absolutely turn it on in their sophomore season? And how many guys have we seen hit the absolutely hit, suck? Hit, hit the sophomore slump. Sophomore slump. So uh, who who you got in that one? Niners Steelers. Oh, um, I was shocked the world here. Let's go. Let's go with the Steelers. I'm taking the Niners. You can never count out Mike Tomlin. I uh, I'm 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 taking the Steelers. I'm taking sorry. I'm taking the Niners because I don't think Kenny Pickett's ready for that level of defensive play. Against that him also yet. being said, Steelers never come out hot. Correct. They always finish hot. Remember when they were? Remember when they were the worst eleven or twelve and zero team in like the history of the NFL? That was that was wild awesome. time. That was awesome. Uh, last One but not season. least, the other uh, the other good game Sunday Night Football, Cowboys Giants. The 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 Cowboys who look kind of like the Cowboys have looked for the last five years. And the new look Giants under year two of Brian Dable, where he's starting to try to you know kind of build his own squad a little bit. So he cut Cole Beasley. Yeah. So that was that was a little bit of a close game last year, if I remember. Um, and I don't expect it to be any any different. Like the Cowboys, Cowboys are kind of doing what Jerry's always done, where he's easy, he's easy to just cut guys if they're not making it. Correct. And that's kind of what he did with Bar. Um, crap. Zeke. That's what he did with Zeke. He was like, you're not doing it for me anymore. I got Tony P in my back pocket. See ya. Yeah. Um, and, man, the Giants are electric to watch. They're they're a fun team to watch. I mean, because, you, like, you look through this, like, Danny Dimes they're wasn't, also wasn't supposed Jr. to. Yeah, I mean, they're they're. <laughs> they're the New York. They're the they're the New Jersey Bills. It's it's exactly what happened in the first three seasons when we were the Bills. We were the Panthers Junior. Yeah, we were we were, we were, from, we were the Panthers North. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Danny Dimes backed up by Terod Taylor. <laughs> I mean, Darren Waller's a great ad there, and Daniel Bellinger doesn't suck. Saquon Barkley, not bad. Matt Breda is a backup again. Doesn't suck. Hey, he played for the Bills too. <laughs> uh, Darius Slayton backed up by Sterling Shepard. Isaiah Hodgins, oh. Paris Campbell, with uh, oh. yeah, Paris Campbell on a new team, huh? Yep, Paris Campbell on a new team. I mean, in this this Giants defensive front with Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Aziz Ojalari, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, the I think the headliner here is Saquon and the Giants defense. Yeah, agreed. I'm like I, I said it last night. Danny Dimes is what happens when you order Josh Allen on Wish.com. I like that, yeah. Like, and he he flashes. He flashes, but he so, he's sometime, never. Sometimes he's Danny Dimes. Other times he's Danny Pesos. He's never consistent. No, but so. at, but at his floor, he is a serviceable starter. Yeah, he's he's a mid level game manager. Yep. If you're talking your top fifteen, he's close to fifteen. He and is not at, just he outside. Is as good as the backup beneath him at game managing. Correct. Correct. Who got who you got in this one? Who's taking this one? The G Men or the C Boys? I got G Men. 
Just, yeah, I, yeah, the, I, I the, love the G-Men, man. Yeah, and man. every single uh, Giants fan always hates on the Bills, and I just keep on going, I'm going to keep on loving you guys. Keep, keep on hating on us. I'll keep on loving you guys because you guys beat the Patriots twice, and you got Brian Dable, you got all the boys from Buffalo there. Like, Keep on hating on us. I'll keep on loving you guys. Yeah, <laughs> losing Isaiah Hodgins sucked. That was brutal. But, like, you look at it, like, he he couldn't have been doing much in – on the practice squad to like take anyone's job. I mean, we brought back. He couldn't John even Brown. beat out uh, freaking Tanner Gentry. Right, and like I mean, Tanner Gentry, a specs guy. Jake yeah. Kumro, a specs guy. But anyway, that's gonna do it for this episode of Hat Stats and Stats. Tune into Hat Stats and Stats every week uh, wherever you pick up your podcasts from. If you're hearing me, you know where to find us. Follow us on Facebook, Hat Stats and Stats Podcast, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at HTS underscore pod. Like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Tune into Ben Show, Beers, Bros, and Barbells. I think it's called. Beers, Barbells, and Bros. There you go. A little dyslexic. Which is usually funny because when Ben and Austin host the show, they call it Stats, Hats, and Tats or whatever. So, you know, that's we, just him. Yeah. You did it once because you're a little extensic, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, week one of the NFL coming at you hot. And thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, go, go Bills. Bills.